0: Apocrypha Radio, I'm your host, Dr. Gnosticos. What you've just heard are excerpts from Dr. Benjamin Simon's regression therapy sessions with Betty and Barney Hill, who are famous for being the first contemporary, widely publicized case of alleged alien abduction, having occurred in September of 1970. But you rarely ever hear the more interesting aspects of their experience, like the fact that Betty drew a star map based on one she says she saw aboard the craft, a map which would later turn out to be accurate according to astronomers or that Barney claimed to have seen what resembled a Nazi officer. So I'm going to play the rest of Dr. Simon's recordings at the end of the episode, and if you pay attention, you'll understand why it relates to the rest of what I'll be talking about. The 1960 Brookings Report is a collection of proposed studies on the implications of peaceful space activities for human affairs. It was commissioned by NASA in 1960 to be developed by the Brookings Institute in collaboration with NASA's Committee on Long Range Studies and submitted to the United States House of Representatives' House Committee on Science and Astronautics on the 18th of April, 1961. Regarding the revelation of the discovery of extraterrestrial life to the public, the report claims that the possible social reactions are unpredictable. On the one hand, the revelation could be unifying, and on the other it could cause mass hysteria, or the collapse of faith in scientific institutions and its officials and suggest that more research be conducted regarding the public reaction to the discovery of extraterrestrial life before determining whether or not the revelation should be withheld. The concerns of the Brookings Institute, NASA's Committee on Long-Range Studies, may have been warranted in the 1960s, but it would seem that in 2020, the revelation that something, or someone, is out there would be all but a footnote for a society exasperated by global economic, political, and viral plagues. Earlier this year, the Pentagon declassified videos from 2004, 2014, and 2015 in which Navy pilots encountered and recorded what the military now refers to as unidentified aerial phenomena, more colloquially known as UFOs. Popular mechanics, a media outlet specializing in a wide range of topics from popular technology, automotive, electronics, outdoor, aviation, military, engineering, etc is rated with uh, MediaBiasFactCheck.com as pro-science with a high rating in factual reporting, utilizing proper scientific sourcing of information and balanced story selection with a clean fact-check record. And Popular Mechanics published an article on the 8th of December depicting more declassified leaked footage of what military officials in the intelligence community refer to as a cube-shaped UAP, which they have been aware of for at least two years. In my own personal opinion, it is a bit blurry of a picture, but it looks more like a Gengar than a cube-shaped UFO. But if you'd like to judge for yourself, you're welcome to join us on the Apocrypha Radio Facebook page, where we'll post links to the Popular Mechanics article as well as the rest of our source material, which we hope you'll find interesting or funny, if not revelatory. Also on the 4th of December, Haim Ished former space directorate of the Israel Defense Ministry and retired brigadier general of the Israel Defense Forces, made claims in an interview with Israel's national news outlet that the Israeli and American governments have been in contact with extraterrestrials, whom he referred to as the Galactic Federation, and that the President of the United States is complicit in covering it up. Outlandish as these claims may seem, he's not the only credible high-ranking military official with a long and reputable career to make such claims. Despite the testimony of United States Brigadier General Stephen Lovkin, Pilots Commander David Fravor, Lieutenant Commander Chad Underwood, and other aviators and senior naval intelligence officials presented in congressional hearings, skeptics are still quick to tout a plethora of explanations that fail to account for the present evidence. Furthermore, while they have distracted themselves with the notion of explaining the declassified footage by means of natural phenomena. They've failed to address the fact that the government has continued to investigate UFOs in secret for decades, going so far as to alter their nomenclature so as to disguise their research, after publicly defunding and disbanding it. To me, that's something akin to finding out your lover's been having an affair by means of receipts. And when you say, hey, what are all these gifts for so-and-so? They say, it's nothing. I promise. In fact, I was just a little curious, and I'm gonna stop seeing them now, and I'm gonna give you all the money that I was investing in our relationship. And then a few days, like, not a few days, a few decades even later, you find out they've been giving money to quote, I promise it's not so and so. It's who knows, and you resolve to continue believing it's nothing. After all of their closest, most reputable friends have congressional hearings to tell you, hey, look, I'm pretty sure they're still fucking. Here's three videos we managed to declassify them in the act. To which you say, Yeah, but it's a blurry video, isn't it? And that could be anything. You said yourself, it's unidentified. There's skepticism, and there's willful ignorance. Unfortunately, the tendency for scientific institutions and officials to pathologize almost everything makes it difficult at times to distinguish between the two. That said, I admit there's a certain necessity for me to demonstrate a capacity to differentiate between natural and anomalous phenomena. On the 12th of March 2012, NASA's Solar Dynamics Observatory captured footage many self-proclaimed ufologists, paranormal investigators, and rogue researchers have suggested to be a planet-sized extraterrestrial craft refueling directly from the sun at a fatally close proximity before launching into space. In this instance, what's been mistaken for an extraterrestrial spaceship is actually a coronal mass ejection. The dark tether is called a prominence, which forms at the end of a filament before eruption. The features are dark because the images are filmed at a wavelength of light emitted by iron-14, which these specific areas of density of the prominence happen to absorb, rendering it effectively invisible through the eye of the camera. In fact, we could go on for far longer than I have to live, were we to list all the occurrences of natural phenomena that are so often mistaken for extraterrestrial crafts. According to documents in the Central Intelligence Agency's archives, which you can find links to on the Apocryphal Radio Facebook page, the U.S. Air Force has admitted since the 1950s that 90% of claims can be accounted for by means of natural processes, but that 10% remain unidentifiable. Considering we're weighing the possibility for contact with extraterrestrial beings, Even 1% would be an intriguing number. 10% is phenomenal. A U.S. Air Force fact sheet summarizing UFO investigations from 1947 to 1969 under Project Sign, Grudge, and Blue Book, which the CIA admits were tasked with convincing the public that UFOs were little more than instances of misinterpreted natural phenomena and campaigns to stigmatize even an interest in UFOs, Claims that of 12,618 cases investigated, 701 remain unidentified, roughly 5.5%. Still a compelling figure. And even more so considering the plethora of tidbits I've been compiling for this episode, which has led me to the determination of splitting up what I had hoped to do in one episode. So if the government manages to kill me off with a heart attack gun, or whatever they've managed to concoct since the 1970s, Whatever I haven't published will have to perish with me. The most interesting documents in the CIA's vault seem to be the untitled ones. Today, because I think it's a fantastic correlation with Barney Hill's claims, I'd like to discuss allegations made by George Clyde of Hitler's Third Reich, which the CIA deemed so pertinent as to hold onto for all these years. According to CIA report number 00W27452, the Nazis had plans for working flying saucers in their aircraft factories as early as 1941. George Klein was a German engineer under the ministry of Albert Speer, who served as the Minister of Armament and Ammunition for the Third Reich in 1942. Klein claimed to have been present at the first experimental flight of a flying saucer conducted in Prague on the 14th of February in 1945, at which time he reported that the craft could reach an altitude of 12,400 meters in three minutes and speeds of 2,200 kilometers per hour, but emphasized that in accordance with German designs, the craft could reach speeds of 4,000 kilometers per hour. He went on to state that during the last few days of the war, when every hope for German victory had been abandoned, the engineers in the group stationed in Prague carried out orders to destroy completely all their plans on their model before the Soviet forces arrived. The engineers at the Mite factories in Breslau, however, were not warned in sufficient time of the Soviet approach, and the Soviets therefore succeeded in seizing their material. Plans, as well as specialized personnel, were immediately sent directly to the Soviet Union under heavy guard, coincidental with the departure from Berlin of the creator of the Stuka dive bomber, who later developed the MiG-13 and 15 in the Soviet Union. The report goes on to state, Klein was of the opinion that the saucers are at present being constructed in accordance with German technical principles and expressed the belief that they will constitute serious competition to jet-propelled airplanes the revelation that the Nazis had built working flying saucers might disappoint those keen to believe that they're all extraterrestrial aircraft or spacecraft. However, this and other documents confirming so-called Foo Fighters, UFOs, or UIP may also lend credence to the legends surrounding their occult origins within the Thule Society and seances conducted by mediums like Maria Orsic, which is a story that while incredibly entertaining and intriguing, remains ultimately unsubstantiated. Still, it makes the claims made by Barney Hill all the more extraordinary. Before I leave you with the Hill Regression Therapy sessions with Dr. Benjamin Simon, I'd like to mention another society that believed they were in contact with extraterrestrials. The Heaven's Gate cult believed they were spiritually extraterrestrial beings who would shed their mortal coils and expense to board an alien craft that was following the hale Bob Comet. This wasn't their original philosophy, which was based more on a personal development, gender neutrality, and asceticism, with a sci-fi Star Trek twist. I mention it because I find it ironic. That people who believe in spiritual transcendentalism would be so eager to reach the beyond that they do not see what is before them. More simply, What is the point of alimentarianism if not to eventually extrapolate it on a societal level? Or even more simply, why would aliens accept you or I if we can't figure out how to make it work on even a small scale on our own planet? Because if we could, we wouldn't want for another one. It reminds me a bit of the Gospel of Thomas, in which Jesus' disciples ask him to show them their end. which he replies, Have you already discovered the beginning that you are now asking of your end? For where the beginning is, there the end will be too. Blessed is he who will stand at the beginning and know the end, and he will not taste death. Join me next time on Apocrypha Radio for my favorite Mars and Moon anomalies, and don't forget to join us on Facebook to follow along. I leave you now with the Hill regression tapes. And as usual, for those with the ears to hear, thank you for listening.
1: have my my dress on my shoes on and there's a uh, next over the stall and then there's in the sort of in the middle of the room is table. Something I mean, of a table. It's not, not very high. I'll say right the desk. So uh, I lie down table on my back and he brings over this of
2: with me